This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey everybody, Raylan Casper White here. Uh, This week's episode is especially feisty, Uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, I had two very uh, funny, offensive uh, gentlemen, uh, in their own words, uh, Aaron Berg and Gino Bisconti, And we talked about the nature of offensive humor, politically incorrect humor, kind of pushing the boundaries of comedy. Some jokes made me uncomfortable, and you can hear me laughing uh, awkwardly. But also discuss the value of offensive humor, or lack thereof, depends how you see it. Overall, it was a super fun episode, and these guys are are super fun, uh, and don't take themselves too seriously, and very intelligent and sexy, you know? Uh, I always like to have attractive people on the show, as you know. Um, so stay tuned. This is me with Aaron Berg and Gino Bisconti. And also April 9th is our live show at Stand Up New York. So please go to the website, www.xraypod.com. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Raylan Casper White here. Uh, another festive weekend. I was a little sick. Uh, one of my 34 kids had a strip, which is always frightening. It just sounds, you know what I mean? Like Satan has taken over your innards. Uh, but I didn't get it. I went to um, one of those urgent care, which are pretty useless. They have the physician, then they have the physician's assistant, and then they have the physician's assistant helper, which is pretty much a 10th grader on a, on a school project. So I'm okay. I'm good to go. Still no STDs for all interested parties out there. I'm clean as a whistle. And I am here today with uh, probably the hottest Jew I've met yet. I've been in New York, been in New York now about nine months. You're not only uh, a hot Jew, you're like the anti-nibbish. Do you know what I, You could be like a Baptist in a Harley, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you get that a lot? Undercover is the way I call it. It's like Black Klansman, but you're going undercover yeah. as a Jew? Except I have the tattoos uh, on my arms that give me away. So only Jews that know would know that they aren't Nazi propaganda. But yeah, I have tattoos. You have tattoos. Well, a lot of sometimes Jews have tattoos, yes. right? Uh, which is so there's a law in Judaism that you can't be buried in the cemetery if you're kind of damaging your body. Is that right? That's correct. So what do they do? They put you in a cart outside the gates, or what happens? I think that they bury you near the goys. There's a goy section. And okay. I think that they, but there's one. Goys are not the Gentiles, for those that have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Right, but there's one cemetery in Toronto that I heard will bury Jews with tattoos now. Are there a lot of Jew tattooed in Toronto? Probably. Seems like a pretty conservative look. Toronto, you know what I mean? Do they even have anything? Jews? Well, yeah. Jews, yeah, but yeah. Toronto, I feel like they're just all really good hygiene and just perfectly skinned. Yeah, but they yeah. they let people now with tattoos get buried okay. in one Jewish cemetery. I think in Israel, I've seen, I've been to Israel, and I've seen people with tattoos, and I'm sure they get buried inside. Maybe they just put a patch on it, you know, spray paint over it. Like, spray paint, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a little beige, like taupe. Lipstick, maybe. They yeah. They put like a solid foundation. Like a nice foundation, it. like a nice vegan-based foundation. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's what they do. Eyeshadow. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be a Jew and to be uh, somewhat attractive to you. That's Are great. you uh, observant at all? Sure, I look both ways before I cross the street. Okay, I'm very okay, yeah. okay. No, but I mean, I saw you have you have Hebrew lettering on your, which is taking it even further. Yeah, I mean, because that that always I think that I think my connotation is of course the Holocaust. You know what I mean? When like no, that's the other version of tattoos, right? Like engraving the shit numbers. on your the numbers. Yeah, but you don't have numbers. You have letters. Yeah, I don't have no. I'm not. Okay, Holocaust. then you're fine, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're like I'm not yeah. a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> well, not, let's let's I'm hope. not getting marched off. Um, not yet in this country, right? Yeah. Who knows what the fuck's gonna happen? Hopefully. Yeah, I know. 
I don't know. Well, now Trump's going to be in power for another 66 years. So That's I think what I heard. Yeah. Because Are you a the, Trump supporter? There was no collision. No, I, I don't uh, I don't support him. I just voted for him, and I went to Charlottesville. But uh, other right. than that, yeah. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad I've we're not alienating been, my... Uh, never been to Virginia, and I wanted to go, and I heard <laughs> that there was tiki torches and stuff, and it sounded like a, yeah. you know, like a party. Like Kenny Chesney was going to be there. Oh, Jesus. I was, no, Candy I didn't Chesney. I didn't vote. I'm going to blow my nose. Hold on, stand by. I'm sorry. I got to blow. It's not... It's it's not allergies. I think it's just resi- well, maybe it is. Al- let's just blame allergies. People that are sick and say they're al- they're allergies. I'm like, hey, you. It. Yeah, people lie about when they're sick all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you have fever. You're blue. You yeah. have scurvy. No, Don't no, tell me I'm, not, I'm not sick. No, or, not you. I'm saying. In yeah, general. but that's what people yeah. say. My wife lies all the time. She'll go, oh, I'm not contagious. It's been 48 hours, and then she'll just lick my that, face. Who, yeah, who decided that? Like viruses can live for fucking ever. Yeah. If you're on antibiotics for something, it takes four, you're fine after 48 that's hours. That's what she says, but I still don't buy that. Do you not kiss her when she's sick? No. I when I go on date, I'm a dater. So yeah. when I go on dates when I'm sick, um, I always try and convince the man to give me some, even though I might, you know, might be ill. Yeah, and I it used to yeah. do that. I used to when I, like I was to spread younger. Spread the love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. I did that with chlamydia once because you feel like if you get rid of it, it'll get you off of you and on to the yeah, next one. That's exactly <laughs> it's like it. tag you're it. Yeah. What does chlamydia feel like? Not nice. You've never had is it? it? No, I've never had. I'm like no, I've been clean. You probably have it, and you don't know. Oh, fantastic! It's like herpes. It just swims in the no, blood somewhere. You would know if you had it. Oh, I, okay. I caught it from a girl named Kathy Quinn once in Prince Edward. She lived. Oh, no, fucking Irish man. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Gross potato picking oh. whore. She uh, she <laughs> gave it to me. She cheated on me, and then I got back together with her, and she got it from this guy they called Ice because he looked like Vanilla Ice. And, uh, Vanilla Ice used to be hot, man. Yeah. You this, know? This guy was hot in the penis yeah, area. Yeah, exactly. You know Just what I'm saying. flaming. Burning. Wow. Does it burn then? Does it burn your it member? It burns, yeah. And then you convince yourself you don't have anything. You're like... Maybe I just ate too much vinegar, and it's huh, not. It, yeah, it apple burns. cider vinegar usually goes straight to the genitals. Not pleasant. And I'm now, sorry. now they get rid of it real easy. You just go and pee in a cup, and they go, "You have it. Here's a pill." Here's a and pill, and it's gone. But back in my day, you had to get a needle right. in your ass mm. and be on a whole bunch of. I'm sorry pills for weeks. It it, but once fun. it's done, it's done. Yeah, once it's gone, okay. it's gone. But you got to take all those antibiotics. You can't. I know. I've taken yourself. a lot of antibiotics. I think they're fun. Yeah. I, I call it a cleanse. Yeah. I'm like, I want to kill everything in my body, good and bad, and then we re, we kind of re, reboot. Yeah. Right. It, it tires you down a little bit, yeah, but, but you know, overall, it works. Uh, how long have you been married? Two and a half. Oh, like years. a newbie. Yeah, is that new? Uh, was it your first marriage? Yeah. How old? Can I ask how old you are? Yeah, forty-six. That's nice. So forty-four. That's good. Do so yeah. you play the field where you're like a man whore before? Did you fuck around a lot? That is correct. Okay, with a lot of other like like the chuckle fuckers, um, like the groupies. No, or I, would, just... I wouldn't sleep with that many groupies. I would just. Uh... I was a sex addict for a while, so I would just get sex wherever I could. Prostitutes as well? Yeah, prostitutes for a while. I went okay. through a phase. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then, did you go to SLA meetings? SLA. Is it called SLA? <laughs> sex and n- love addiction? No, I did not go You did that. not go? I went to one AA meeting because my wife made me because she said I, I, I needed to go to rehab because I was smoking a vape pen and... Uh, <laughs> She's like, you need to go to rehab. I go, for weed. You want me to go to rehab So for not weed? for drinking? No. You were not a big drinker. I haven't had a drink in five years and a month and two days. So, but so you're sober. Yeah. So you were an alcoholic. Yeah. And you were a sex addict. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, I don't know how they define sex, because it's always like, dudes are like, well, what do you mean sex addiction? I'm like, it's an addiction where it really is like it's damaging to your life and your lifestyle and you're making bad shit. It's not just like, I like to get laid. Yeah. Because then everybody be a sex addict, right? I mean, it's, it's certifiably sex addiction. 
I guess. I mean, I just like to get laid, but then I thought I had a problem. So I went to I went to a church where there was a meeting, and then I saw a guy that I knew, so I was like, I'm not going in there. And he's like, hey, Aaron, you, did we fuck the same 17 prostitutes? He was a gay guy, so I was like, clearly he has a problem. Oh. And I didn't want to catch it, okay. so that's why I didn't yeah. go in the church. Stayed safe. <laughs> yeah. You're delightful. <laughs> um... I uh, I want to talk to you about your humor in a minute too because that's interesting to me. I want to anal- I want to break down and analyze humor because that's always fun. Yeah. But so hold on. So for the sex addiction, um, and the prostitutes, were you ever? Did you get tested for STDs? Reg- were you paranoid? Or you're not, like, I don't give a shit at that point in my life. I'm just fucking. I don't. I don't. Think no, I I wore condoms with all the prostitutes I'd been with, even though some of them didn't insist on it. Some were trying to be like, you don't need a raincoat, and I was really all, yes. Why, that's kind of sad, though. I mean, that, that kind of shows me something's going on with them. That's I went not... through a phase where I was in really good shape, and I was young, and I would order hookers to my house. I lived in okay. a small town in New Brunswick in Canada where I was going to school, okay. doing my degree in philosophy. In undergrad? Yeah. Okay. And uh, hookers wow, would show up. They were okay. $120. I'd order them out of the Yellow that's Pages. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yellow Pages. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a throwback. Oh, my God. And they had them under prostitutes? Like, that's the heading? Prostitutes? Escort. Escort service. Oh, escort. Right. Okay. Yeah. Escort. Sure. Uh, a1 escort service in Fredericton, New Brunswick. And you just call. There was no pictures back then. You'd be like, what do you have? And they'd be like, we have a Brazilian girl. And okay. she was not Brazilian, but they'd lie. Right. She was from Weehawken. Yeah. And okay. by, by the time they showed up, you couldn't kick them out. So, but were they mostly attractive? Mostly. And then I had a few that kind of fell in love with me because I oh, wasn't wow. the typical guy that would order Well, you're a college student getting a degree with Camus and Kierke fucking guard. Yeah. And you're not getting laid with freshman girl. I mean, everybody's horny in college. It I know. can't seem that hard. Was but it I the was edginess? A, I was a stripper for a while, so my... Um, Is that how you paid for college? S- no, oh, okay. I didn't make that much You just money. did it for fun? Yeah. And uh, I lost all my social abilities because when you're in that situation, you don't know how to relate to women outside of that situation. Mm, so okay. it was a, all about objectification and I deserve... Because of my looks and because of my body, these women should talk to me or these women should pay me. So that's, I, I carried that with me for a couple years, and it made it difficult to date normal people. It's hard to date fucking anyway. You might as well get some money escorting on the side is yeah. what I say. So wait, you were a stripper. Does that also mean you fuck people that came to the club? Sure. And who were the most, like, bachelorette parties? Yep, bachelorette parties. Were there any, like, elderly women in their 70s, like, 60s. trying to get late? Yeah, 60s? Okay, that's models. fine. There are a lot of... Cougars out there? Yeah. Is 60 still a cougar? Yeah. Yeah. 60's a cougar, right? Yeah. What was it? Was it, how's it different having sex with a 60 year old? How does it feel different? Like elder abuse. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, and you did that for a while, while you were still an undergrad in your early 20, in your early, t- well, 19, 20. Yeah, 23, 24. What, um, I'm, I'm sure you talk about this in therapy, or did you cover all this in therapy already? Yeah. Like, what, you know, did you see it as I was abused as a kid? Or you're like, no, there was nothing in my childhood that brought me to this place. This is just, I was, I'm not fucked up. This is just something I did. Like, you know, did you, what's your, what's it, your summary of that? It was an acting out, I think, of this, uh, because I had my heart broken. I thought, like, by getting all big and muscly, I'd have this, uh, body of armor over top of me so it, it just seemed like a logical progression for me and I'm and I'm uh, very incapable of love and don't know how to love properly and that's okay. what I'm going through now in therapy believe you got married I mean that's yeah did you just find someone who doesn't care doesn't need to be loved she's like I'll marry you I don't care if you have no ability no, to love me I, I think she needs to be loved but I think that it's a, a work in progress about how I love because for the, the the way that I was raised was you know love was uh, more reward based so right conditional love yeah so I, I, I know I'm trying hard with my kids 
because I had a terrible relationship with my my folks. My dad was non-existent. And my mom was just failing. Was just a fucking you know whatever. I yeah. don't want to say word cut. <clears throat> but with my kids, it's like it's hard to love unconditionally. Like the genetic part is like I love them because they're my offspring. But then when they're not giving me what I need, you know what I mean? When you're when you're used to being loved conditionally, you end up being loving conditionally. Yeah. Like you know when I date after third date, I'm like, am I getting what I need? I'm not going to give him yet. I didn't know what right. my needs are being met. I see. I, I don't that think way. that you're able to. Uh, I don't think you're able to get what you need. That's. I feel that all the time. I feel like I don't get enough pats on the back yeah. for all the stuff I do, and you have to get over that. You got to give to yourself, which yeah. is annoying. It's not you the ha- same. And I go through this oftentimes now because it's uh, to to be. Toxic masculinity is a term that's thrown around, but to be like a traditional man that you know takes care of a family and right. uh, supports, and and to feel that, and then still feel negated as a member of society is a difficult thing. So you have to feel that for yourself. You have to take pride in what you do on your own, and let that spread itself through your relationship without saying it, without being like, I take care of this goddamn family. You can't right. say that. Yeah, yet. please don't say it like that either. No. That, yeah, that would cause other issues. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, look, I think we're all confused about gender roles. I read a lot of self-help, and sometimes if I read an older book, they'll use terms like female energy, mm-hmm. male energy, because I like to be controlling in a relationship. I have a very strong energy, yeah. but I also want to be taken care of. So what is that? Am I a male energy and a female? You know what I mean? I nurture, but I want to be nurtured. I want it all. I right. want to make decisions, but I don't want the guy bossing me around, but I also want to be protected. It's all fucking confusing. Yes, but your haircut is very reflective of that. <laughs> I try to encapsulate all energies in one cut. It does it That's perfectly. very observant. Yeah. The up top is like, it's, I take care of everybody. The back is like, I need It's attention. erection, and then it's a hug. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the hug after. So it's like, you know, I sometimes wish, uh, and I don't think it means that I'm c- confused gender-wise, but I, I feel that aggression, not aggression in me, but I wish I had a penis. Yeah. Know, I really do. I feel like, because when you're, when with the the vaginal, you really are receiving. Mm-hmm. You're receiving something. Something is actually penetrating you inside. You know, you're in there. Right. And it's still different than you getting in somewhere. You want to give, is what you're saying. I want to give. Um, and I really want to. F- what is that sensation when you are? Coming. Think about yeah, when you are ejaculating into another human, into the insides of another human being, yeah. as opposed to just being there going. Oh, wait, you know what I mean? I can't, if you're in there, I can't control, like, it's a big, it's a thing. I get it. It's a receptacle. Yeah. And it's like, well, we receive, but we also want to give, but we also want to control how we're, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it is. That's why I like being on top. At least I get some semblance of, Yeah. I like doggy style sometimes, but you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, okay, stop hitting my fucking cervix. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're like long, it's just hitting the pancreas at some point. It's not fun. Yeah, you don't, you don't need no. your tonsils. No, I don't, yeah, don't need, well, yeah, except if you have your tonsils out, then you're really screwed. Yeah. Nothing's getting stimulated yeah, nothing. at that point. Yeah. It's just air. Just roof of mouth. <laughs> What's your dick, hot pizza? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. It's nice getting dirty at 1130 a.m. with my black and white cookie. This is the best part of New York City, by the way. You don't get these in the South too much, these black and white cookies. No. Brown and white. I'm sorry. They're segregated. They really are. I know, yeah. man. They should do a swirl. Uh, that would make me happy. Um, have you ever uh, taken um, steroids to help you get built up? Sure. And how does that affect um, your testosterone levels and your sex drive? Does it increase it? Does it make? Uh, yeah. Is it like cocaine for the for the genitals? How does it work? Testosterone levels go up, sex drive goes up. Okay. Uh, testicles shrink. Does your voice get higher? No, but I would get very emotional. I can't do. I can do steroids, but nothing else. If I mix it with 
weed or something, I get really up and down. My levels are all over the place, and I want to get out of my car and fight people in traffic. Wow. Yeah. Have you been in a lot of physical fights? No, not recently. <laughs> not yeah. this week. No. But you, a steroids, yeah. doesn't it have like an adverse effect on the, on the immune system if you do a lot of it or no? Well, I have low testosterone now because I did steroids for years. Okay. Yeah. And what does that mean? Does, did you have to have a hard time getting your wife pregnant? No, I got her pregnant. I think the first or second time oh, we okay. tried. Yeah, okay. White privilege, um, but uh, <laughs> other than that, it's just low, which means there's some health ramifications. Possibly, you could have prostate issues and stuff. So you got to get your testosterone <clears throat> levels checked, and you got to get them back up. And you just take testosterone pills? No, I like a gel I take, tab. I take gel now. I rub gel on my shoulders. It, but, it really it penetrates. Yeah, very low dose. Huh? Yeah, that's a good massage uh, ointment. No, you can't do that. Testosterone no, gel? It'll, no, it'll make your clit much bigger if you do that. <laughs> you can't do it. When when that I that does was, not sound like a bad thing. All right, I'm just saying that's funny. Yeah, you get hair, hair growth. Does it cause hair growth I on the was, spot? I was on gel for a while, and then I had to stop when I was trying to get my wife pregnant because uh, if she would touch it, then she'd become a man, and then we'd have to go to a different state and get married. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, and I can't get it around my baby either. Okay, so you've stopped the steroids for now. Now that you're a father, sure. Sure. Okay. All right. The sure. What a what an abused word. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. How long have you been doing stand up? Eighteen years. And you're able to you just do go on the road a lot. You make a living off of it. Like yeah, I make a living off of it. I stay in the city a lot, and I only go on the road when I have to. Yeah, the road sounds lonely. Yeah, but the road when you're married and a dad is nice because you get to get sleep. away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it but, makes things more exciting. Yeah. But have you been faithful? Too. Yeah. Well, that's good. You sound tortured by that statement. Is it hard? Has it been challenging? Monogamy has been challenging? It's not challenging. I, I, you know, I fantasize about cheating sometimes. I'll masturbate sometimes. I usually okay. like stepmom porn. Okay. Um, but uh, It's a nice genre. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia Sage is my favorite. She oh, also, I don't know her. I don't know her also, work. She also does stand-up, too. So she's, a, and is she a cougar? Yeah. She's a younger stepmom. Yeah, I think like in She'd her like mid-30s, hot... Oh, that's, not, that's yeah. not cougary, 30s. But very sexy. Okay. And uh, so I'll masturbate to her sometimes, and then once in a while, just mix it up. And I only do it on my phone. I'm not like big time into it. I'm just... uh, not like Pornhub? They have uh, an app? Does you, Pornhub have I'll an app? Go, I'll go to YouPorn. Oh, there's YouPorn? Yeah. That's very personalized. Yeah, it's for me. I like me. that. You porn. Like it's for me. <laughs> just for you. Yeah. They did it just for you. Me porn. Um, so monogamy has not been challenging for you. No. And I mean, my sex drive's not through the roof. And, uh, you know, I my sex now is more intimate. My wife likes it to be intimate. I have to look at her when oh, I do gee. it. Oh, gee. I don't like when men like to look at me. I'm like, oh. Really? Just, yeah, it's like, it's just weird. I like to kind of, I'm more like a dude. Yeah. I have intimacy issues, too. I like, like to fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? When it's like, you feel like you're primal. And you're an animal. I don't mind snuggling after, but I don't want the sex to be all intimate and touchy. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just want to get, get, let's get going here. Yeah, sometimes you got to fuck. And I told my therapist that, and he was like, you should tell your wife. And I told her, and then we fucked once, and I didn't like it. Because she oh, was what like, happened? She's she like was just intimate? fuck me. Just fuck me. <laughs> Sounds like Daffy Duck, too. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Just fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like it that much. But I miss, you know, a little bit I miss, like just going on the road and meeting strange people and having right. sex with right. them. And, and, right, right. You know. Would your wife ever be open to you having that arrangement? My wife has said that uh, if I told her, she'd be fine with it. But I think that's a classic trap. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you believe her? Is she pretty grounded in her own? I am really fighting tweeting this. I go, uh, believe all women, marry one, then get back to me. 
<laughs> my wife lies a lot. Oh, does she? Yeah. Only because she's not in touch with her own feelings or actually overt lying, like manipulative lying? I think she'll just lie when she knows something but doesn't want to deal with it. Like I was like, That's the, frustrating. I was like, the car smells. Why does it smell? She's uh-uh. like, I don't know. And I was like, no idea? She's like, I don't know. Maybe there's a chicken finger under the baby seat. And then there was a chicken finger under the baby seat. Well, that seat. seems like pretty hard. If it's revolving just around chicken fingers. Really? Well, then you know. if it just revolves around cheating on her, it's the same thing. Okay. Well, yeah. she says, look, I don't know. I feel like if, if people, if she knows you have a high sex drive and that's very important to you and she's not into, you know what I mean? She's not on the yeah. same. Maybe she could be like, go for, as long as, you know, set your ground rules. I mean, you also can't cheat once you start <laughs> to get known a little bit. It's like if I'm going to cheat with someone on the road, it's going to get back somehow. That's what I'm saying. Don't cheat. I think I'm all against cheating. Right. I say be open about it and say, if I go on the road sometime, honey, and I meet a woman, and you know what I mean? And we yeah. keep it then. It's one thing. I don't even know her name. Can I do that? And she's like, yeah, just don't tell me about it. Or she'd be like, yeah, just tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. And she I want said, the details. Tell her about it. Maybe she want. Maybe she'll be titillated by it. All right. You try it. Okay. I'll she t- gave you a pass. I'll go cheat this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Let me book Pack it. it up for Thursday. Yeah. Um, Sylvia Sage. Sylvia Sage. Be great. Stepmom. Porn. I think she's one of the people that you can pay to do sex to. Okay. I think she does like privates and stuff. Okay, like that. private sessions. Yeah. It's always nice to do public and private work. Probably a few grand. Yeah. Oh wow. It'd be nice if she did pro bono work. Okay. That'd be well, she's not. It's not the legal team for like some sort of. <laughs> It's pro bono work, yeah. charity case. Um, you do a lot of offensive humor. Really? Uh, no, I'm, I'm making a statement that's kind of a known fact, isn't it? Or am I like re- reinventing? Sure, Okay. Yeah, I guess And so. have you gotten any, any hot water uh, over it? I oh, know that's yeah. the name of your show. Uh, yeah, I get show. hot water uh, often. Do well, you, I usually go looking for it. I okay. Know, I know you like right that. What is it about it that's appealing to you, that shock, kind of shock, shock I think stuff. I think stand-up is, is supposed to push the envelope and uh when you find those those borders that are sensitive you're supposed to kind of go in and dig into those so like for a while i was doing a lot of race humor because race was the major topic in the country okay and then uh it it went to sexuality and and, uh the broadening of that so i i think it's the comic's job to go really deep into that stuff and and now i'm comfortable with some i know i'm not for everybody so once you realize that okay you don't take it as personally. But I, I remember a while ago, people used to be like, oh, you're too dirty, or oh, this is a homophobic joke, or something like that. So, um, one... you feel comfortable because you are not a racist and you're not a homophobe, and that's why you feel comfortable making fun of that? Pretty much. But sometimes I'll catch myself doing racist things and I'll be aware of them. Like, I'll, I had an incident at the gym a week ago where a black guy came up to me and was like, yo, I'm using that. And I was, and it rubbed me the wrong way. And then for about an hour, I was, very, I said this out loud. I was like, I was very wary that an aggressive black person would come up to me. And then finally, I saw like a, I listened to a Hootie song or something. And okay. I was like, oh, okay, I feel better now. So I, I'll catch myself in it. But yeah, I, I don't believe I'm racist. But I'll, now that definitions change so much where people are like, if you make jokes about racism, you can't just say, well, it's just jokes. People are trying to change comedy in that regard. So they'll say, if you make jokes about it, you're racist. If you do any trans jokes, you're labeled as transphobic now. Okay. Because that's a, a really sensitive community at this point in time. Yeah. What do you think is the value, when you said it's stand-up comedy's job, what do you see the job as being? Are you offering insight? Because it's tricky. You know what I mean? It's like when you're making, if you're giving people, uh, I'm trying to break this down in my head as I speak of it. Maybe mm-hmm. the sugar's gone in my head. But if you're making offensive jokes, if they're insightful in a way that makes people think or opens people's minds, 
or but it's or it's reinforcing stereotypes. Like you know what I mean? Like what is the value in that really? It's not comic relief, really. Is I it? really want to make people laugh really hard. So okay. that's the goal. So that's why I don't do the most intellectual humor anymore. I do stuff that's going to really hit the gut. And having that shock value gives it an added bump on top of the joke where now it's like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Right. It elevates the stakes. It makes people laugh more. So the laugh from the gut, then they'll also be thinking, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at this. Why is he saying this? So yeah, uh, it's it's my stand-up is all about the audience, which is not always the best thing. Some stand-ups really go out, they don't give a shit about the audience. Right. I look at it like I'm a conductor and the audience is my orchestra and okay. I want to be able to take it to heights like that. Put yourself that. pretty high up there. Yeah. Yeah. Gustavo Dudamel. Yeah. Um, what uh, have you alienated any um, black comics or gay comics? Have they come up to you and said, "Dude, you're taking it too far," or they just don't like you? No, I think some black comics are all very good with me. Uh, I've had problems with feminists in the past, like really staunch feminists. Have... F- female comics or feminists like female Gloria comics Stein and feminists, okay. and and then like hobbyists. Hobbyists come the hardest. Uh, people, what does that mean? People that want to be comics but aren't comics, you know, people that uh, dip their toe in it and do like one or two shows a month, and they're like, "I'm a comic, and I'm offended by this." So, the, really, the whole... have other comics go, "I'm a comic, and I'm offended by it"? Sure, it huh. happens all the time now. Okay, yeah, all the time. I'm very excited. We have. Um, are you sober this morning? Barely. Oh boy. I am barely. I kind of held off. I was well behaved. How are you guys? We're good. We're talking deep. It's getting deep yeah. and dark. Um, so He's a deep and dark man. He Aaron is. Burns. He is. We're just talking about. Um, I'll fill you in here, and anybody who snoozed off in the interim, um, about offensive humor and what 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 value lies in that, and what's the point. And I get what you're saying in terms of getting a more visceral response, like when you're. It's that nervous laughter too, mm-hmm. right? Which is sometimes needed. I I see value in breaking taboo. You know, if everybody's too uptight, breaking the tension in a room, like if. If I met, if I had fucked you yesterday and I met your wife and she didn't know, keep going. I'll make a joke <laughs> yeah. about it. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, "Guess who fucked you yesterday?" You know what I mean? Yeah. That's called breaking the tension, but an awkward kind of shock, you know, statement. I don't know if that's a good corollary, but whatever. I felt it seemed like very that. believable. That's yeah. a weird thing. I just it seemed. I like... think we would have a fantastic time in the sack. Oh, I think so you, too. Aaron? Oh, I think that. it'd be great, and yeah. you could teach me some Hebraic phrases, and yeah. it would be <laughs> unbelievable. Um, How about this one? Oi, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. that sounds like... I have to go pick up rent in the Bronx. Yeah. Sciatica. Okay, so the black comics are good with you. The yeah. feminist, the black feminist comics. Ooh, they don't like me. Now, have you ever used, like, the N-word? Yeah, but only when I would need to, like stand-up, podcast, traffic, and When Harlem. you need to. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Yeah, I used to use the N-word. I stopped using it. And I would do it uh, on stage, often as like characters that were in my stories that had used it. But I, I stopped using it. I and don't what? Use it uh, why not? Because you did feel like it was generally hurting people. Because I feel like it should have to be the barometer, shouldn't it? No, because Obama went on Mark Maron's podcast and said that's not the barometer. He said just oh, because you don't he use knows the all. N-word he knows all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I stopped using it because a friend of mine who would open for me just said I'd prefer if you didn't use that word. And and he was a black comic, and I said, "All right, he still sense. is. Yeah, he still is a black comic." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just stopped. Okay. I used to do a bit with it, and I stopped too. And not that it won't come back eventually, but it just people are too. A lot of people, I'm sorry, they, in my opinion, are stupid and live scared, and they don't realize that 
words are the last thing we have to communicate, and people are taking them from us. And and I used to do a joke where, and I'll say it. I'm like, what I about s- sign language? No, no, they, those aren't words. Good those point. are just us making those people that were born wrong feel better. But, but I some people get deaf out. after they were born. <laughs> no, well then they just did something to piss off the one true God. No, some people were just at concerts that were too loud. That's true. I lost a bunch of frequencies. I used to be a raver. Yeah, I used to dance right in front of the fucking speakers. You know what I mean? Did I kind of pound. Do you? <laughs> no, 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 not actual speakers, not like motivational. No, she was speakers. a raver, though. She would go without Raper. Consent. You're confusing raver with uh, raper. She oh, would Jesus. dance. Now I got the two of you here. We're entering the like yeah. rape joke land. Yeah. Racist. You're right. I kind of entered the vortex here. I'm going to laugh really uncomfortably. A raver? Yeah, I did like to rave a lot. I've been, I went to a bunch of raves growing up. And a lot of drugs? Nope, I didn't do drugs. How I never do you did rave drugs. rave without drugs? That was the thing. People were confused by me. I like the, I like the idea of. How do I get my brain chemistry to change without chemicals? Mm-hmm. And How? You, well, you, I mean, you see people like there's, you know, there's that man. Um, I had a neuroscientist on here talk about this. There's the man who's considered the happiest man in the world. He's a monk. He's actually, I think, a Westerner became Tibetan monk. And um, his level of whatever it is, endorphin, is naturally so much higher than the average human. He's like, float, good thoughts are just floating in his head constantly. And it's a general meditation practice, and it is proven that you can change your brain chemistry by med- I'm not talking about people that have a severe chemistry, you know what I mean, bipolar. I'm not talking about that. Like, yeah, just go to a, you know, a sauna that- and you'll cure yourself of bipolar. I'm not talking about that kind of bullshit. Neurons that fire together, wired together. That's, that's beautiful. Fact. Thank you. Fact. I didn't uh, like I said, neurons. are like neurons. You neurons. know, people make fun of I talk. It's some <laughs> neurons. Neuron-ephrons. Even when I'm smart, I'm stupid, aren't no, I? No, no. But um, I don't know. I'm torn about the humor. I feel like sometimes I don't like lazy humor. I don't like jokes to shock. They don't. She they doesn't don't like black any... comics. Yeah. See. Okay. That case in point. What? See what I mean? <laughs> what? But it's like I just I don't. Um, and I do think I do think sometimes things are too soon because I think that it's much easier to joke when you're not feeling that pain. Mm-hmm. And it's a power thing. Like you're not feeling that pain. You know what I mean? God forbid you lose a child. Whatever. You know what I mean? You make a joke about it. Yeah. It's different than you make a joke about it. Someone in the audience just did. It's not. I don't, you know what I mean? It's not funny. So it depends what, I think, what is the value? Now, if, like I said, if it's super smart, if it's, you know, if it's funny, if it's smart, it'll be funny, mm-hmm. I feel like. And if it's not funny and it's smart, there's another value to that. Or it kind of shows a mirror on society or some sort of hypocrisy or whatever. That I, don't, I like, double standards, you know, whatever. Um, but the stuff that's just like, the cringy stuff, that's just not my bag. But yeah. a lot of people, it's their bag. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I look at that, what they have in that college that bunch of kids that did a swastika with the red, the solo cups. Did you read yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. They were and playing they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Now, that, of course, um, you know, is like ignorance. And then they had a Holocaust survivor woman come and talk to these kids. And it's like, you know what I mean? So something that seems funny to people out of ignorance and still touches someone. I don't know. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, but I do think in that case, I think open discussion is always a good thing. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, if people are offended, I think open discussion is better than just like online vitriol and doxing. I f- I find I did a show once called "White Guys Matter" uh, <laughs> at, at the at the height of the you know the blowback when the industry yeah, was you changing. You poor man. Oh, I yeah. feel so bad so for you. So people got really offended, and one guy who's like a Muslim guy just came up to me. He's like, "Hey, why would you do this show?" And we talked about the See, notion behind it, and it was great. Yeah. But other people were like, "Ah, this guy protest the show, cancel it, and all this right. stuff." And it was right. uh, it, it's much better to do something that's offensive and open up discussion than 
you know, maybe change viewpoints or merge viewpoints. That's what I find. We, I, we're losing that now. I think that um, sometimes this country, though, is so in love with the idea of free speech without the ramifications. Right. It's like the, the Facebook, you know, everybody should communicate, and then all this shit happened, right? The fake news, like real damage is done. So yeah. the, the barometer should be really like what... Are you serving society or doing damage to society? Are you promoting hatred or you promote... I'm not saying every stand-up should be promoting love. Right. But it should... It, you know, it's like, do you want someone like that... What was that guy? That Milo Giannopotopoulos, yeah, whatever his Milo name was. <laughs> do you want to give him a platform just to, like, everybody should speak? I'm like, no, I don't think everybody's worth giving a platform for. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying... It's not the same thing as a Trump supporter or not. It's just someone is blatantly whatever. Yeah. Full of hate and rage and espousing hatred towards people or demolishing people, then why would you give them a platform at fucking Columbia University? I learned this through therapy. Every action you have, there's uh, there's a, a consequence, and everything has an impact. So it you want to be as positive opposite. as possible. You want what? But uh, you want to be as positive as possible. But also for comedy, sometimes mean is really funny. Yeah, if you're making fun of somebody in the audience who's unattractive, I'm all for that. Yeah. Like, bring them to tears. Yeah. If they're unattractive, people, they shouldn't yeah. be going out. That's right. Why are you, you, know why I mean? you messing up home. everybody I'm else's family? Exactly. No, but it's true. Side. Keep people attractive in public. I agree. You know what I mean? I did a show a week Sorry, and a I'm half ago. Sorry, I'm shaking the table. Do you want some water, sweetheart? <laughs> I'm perfect, Angel. Like coffee Thank with you. your Jameson? Jesus fucking Christ. He knows me. And this woman goes, stop making fun of people. Of people as a race. And I go, do you know what comedy is, you dumb scat? <laughs> and then I asked the guy, I go, what, what's your dad doing? He's like, he's a dentist. And I go, stop making fun of teeth. <laughs> You're a rabid anti-dentite, Jerry. It's really fun, too. No, but uh, it's true. I people. mean, I think that it, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I love I love comedy. I love having comics on here. Um, I feel like people are trying hard to reinvent the wheel a little bit. Yeah. It's hard. People have been doing comedy forever. How many, how many times can you make fun of a fucking airplane seat? But it's all about execution, isn't it? I guess so. You got to kill the right people. Got I it. love you guys. You guys explain a lot to each other. I, I, your show is very fun, Thank by the you. way. Not for everybody, but what is? Right. You know what I mean? It's not exactly. Uh, I was gonna say Charlie Rose, but I don't know what he's doing now. Naked, <laughs> roaming around naked, yeah. giving away bathrobes. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was that other? What was that show? Meet the Press, kind of. Yeah. Meet the Press for a different demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been doing that? Two and a half years. Same time you got married? Did that all come together? We were like, my life is finally coalescing. I'm married now. Yeah. I have a, a, a pot. A, it's not a pot. It's a radio show. It's a show. What do you call it? I still don't know when people... I'm like, we do a show on Compound it's Media. Yeah. It's a show. It's, it's a show. A show. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be show. specific in life. It's televised. It really helps give clarity. It started as a podcast, it's but it's televised. It's show. Yeah. It's not a web series. But I don't there's know so much visual call. aspects to it that I feel like the podcast, you're not going to get the golden... All your yeah. characters and all your shit. Yeah, it's ninety percent great without the sound, but there's there's you have to watch it without but it, the sound. Yeah, you heard me. Ninety percent great. Without I did the a sound. second podcast and there was whiskey involved without the without the visual. God forgive me, but th- there's people listen to it, and every now and then we are like, wow, I guess people do just listen, but we do it like a show. It's and like, how do you know? Do you know who your demographic is? Do you have like stats? Yeah, gun owners. <laughs> people that like third grade humor. Yeah. Okay, so mature gun people owners. People that like really funny. I mean, I think my comedy was heavily influenced by like SCTV, and it, and it's silly, and it's yeah. uh, character driven, and uh, it's just real. We just go for funny. We just make each other laugh and make the guys in the booth laugh, and then we know it's funny. Yeah, and then you know it's funny. If we're cracking each other up, we know. Here's... Do women like it? Do women dig it? Um, not if they get rape threats, but like <laughs> uh, most. Some we had some brought like, on yesterday you, that was hilarious. Yeah, what yeah. I knew yesterday that no was one great. liked her, but we liked her. But the Pe- fans, people that get funny, really like it. 
And, yeah. and if you don't get funny and you don't think... Then you're, you're a sad human. Yeah. I, I don't think people that are super woke love our show, but some okay. people do. But it's it, it gets back to what you guys were talking about, and I was enjoying everything. Like Cheating I'm on my wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I get here late? Yes. It really... It was a quickie. There is... <laughs> I should leave. It's you guys the steroids, Aaron. Yeah. It's the steroids. Yeah. They're taking away your stamina. Yeah. There's an arrogance to people that I think, and I use numbers that I pull out of the air, but I think the 1% of people that don't know how to laugh want to teach everyone else how to do it. Like, I don't think that's funny. No one should laugh. No, you don't get to decide what makes you laugh. And I think our show is like that. Like, it's really smart, but it's so stupid. You know what I mean? And you'll find right. yourself, we'll say something clever, but it's in such a dumb way that if you like it, great. If you're like, well, that's just dumb, because it, no. Right. Like, you're, in a way, we're making fun of everything that we're kind of talking about, because if you can't, and, and this is me getting philosophical, but if you can't, sit there and see everything we're laughing at. Even the terrible things we say aren't like, oh, wow, we should bring back racism and the Holocaust. No, we're laughing at how stupid we were at a point in time, you know, in our right, lives. We're right. like, and now we're here in 2019 where sure black people still can't vote, but for the most part, it's a pretty good society. They can, they can. He was waiting for us to respond, <laughs> but we didn't. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, yeah, I, gotta I kind of agree with you <laughs> at some point. There is voter suppression that happens. Yeah, Jesse no, Smollett, all charges dropped. Did you get that? Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't read that little I, It mid just came mid. while I was on the subway here drinking See, I whiskey. Always, I knew he wasn't. I knew it really happened. Really? No, I know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and I, I liked Empire for a while. The check they for were good. Sessions. They were in good the shape. They sessions. were beautiful. Were they? Those men, yeah, they yeah, were very well built. But I was going to ask you a question, and then we'll get to talking about your drinking because I'm fascinated by that too. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? <laughs> um, no, no, I'm very private as a person. Yeah, no, I can tell. <laughs> um, I think the key is first of all, I think the key is if if the people sense that the comic is really not believing in what he's saying. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's different than, and even then it's sometimes inappropriate. You know what I mean? Like Larry the Cable Guy is suddenly doing racist humor. Everyone's like, what? You know, because also he's playing to a demographic that is that can be racist. Sure. And that's the danger of it. Where you're, you're breaking some, you're making it okay, you're making light of someone's suffering or whatever. It's different if you're doing Jew jokes here on the Upper West Side, or you're doing Jew jokes in Birmingham, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where secretly they do think Jews are taking... So I think that's the sinister, that's the danger of it, the sinister of it. And I think you have to also consider your audience and who you're making things light of. It's not only about the, the people that are being victimized by the joke, so to speak. It's about the audience who you're talking to. Does that make does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Some people would tell me that it had this dog whistle mentality to it when we did like that White Guys Matter show because they're like, even though this is a joke, there's people that aren't going to think it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those people are great fans. And, uh, <laughs> and supporters, and they're on my Patreon, yeah. and please keep sending those $5 in. Yeah. Um, I but when you think about it, don't you think, like, that's kind of the joke as well. Like, when we're doing these jokes, when you do a joke, like, about race or religion, and people get nervous at a comedy club, don't you want to be like, you know what's terrible? That, what do you think's worse, that, like, you are hanging out with, that by me telling that joke, you think I'm a racist, or that I think you're a racist and you'd like it. It's all a joke, but if we walked out of that comedy club, you know, and I went up to you afterwards and be like, how fun was it when I was making fun of the gay people that God made wrong? And you were like, I thought that was a joke. And I said, no, no, I thought you were, I was serious at the comedy club. Like that's what drives me mad about people at these comedy clubs. It's like, by not laughing, you're sitting in a place called a comedy club where people joke around and be like, I just want to make sure no one thinks I'm, no one is a racist. 
Like, I mean, we don't know, right? I, mean, I, don't I, don't think, know. I don't think a racist would go to a comedy club and want to hang out with people of different races and religions and have a good time. I think they sit there and be like, mm, I'm better than this person. I don't know if that's funny. And you've heard, look, we've all done shows where you do like a show in the South and you do a joke about race and you're like, these guys aren't laughing. They're like applauding, saying this guy's got Well, that's the, that's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. That's the difference, right? I mean, it's... I would think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had the owner of uh, the comedy cellar in here who was... We're talking about black comic versus white. Like, it was interesting. A lot yeah. of black comics don't do just race material. I think they want to get out of that. Like, it gets tedious. Like, you want to just talk about life and universality. A lot of comparing black people to white people. You know what I mean? I mean, some, at some point, hopefully, and whatever, not hopefully, but maybe at some point, that humor will kind of dissipate and the themes will be more universal. Yeah. That's my vision of hopefully a better future. I think we're moving towards it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I love, who were, who were you guys inspired by when you, like... Today, like, do you have any um, yeah, colleagues uh, on your in your kind of sure. same wheelhouse? Uh, David Duke, uh, <laughs> no, Donald no. Trump, <laughs> what comedians? Oh, uh, comedians. Richard Pryor. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lenny Bruce, Sam Kinison. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's, that's just the three that's of them. The that's Trinity, yeah. okay. The I grew up. My parents were older, so I grew up and I was watching older comedians. So it was always Don Rickles, Dangerfield, Jonathan Winters, like those guys. Oh were wow, the best Red ones. Buttons. Oh, Red, Red Skelton. Yeah, Red yeah. Fox. All the oh, Reds. Bill Silvers. I so mean, many Reds. Who did take my wife, please? Henny Youngman. Henny Youngman. This food is fit for a king. Here, king. Here, king. I That's like great. that. That's fun. Yeah. But then the women at home are crying at the time. You know what but I mean? But that was when yeah. people had a sense of humor. You look at the shows that, that I grew up with. Like, I'm 50. I grew up with shows like, you know, like All in the Family, The Jeffersons, stuff right. like that. You can't, Sanford and Son, you do that. And they're like, oh, that's, it's just a joke. Well, look, I mean, Archie Bunker was a, but again, I think it was indicative. Some things that were made okay. She said dick. I know. And, and <laughs> what? I got very Div. mature. All these, how are you doing? Men in their 50s. Yeah. There's no evolution. My nine-year-old has a more mature conversation she with me. She said nine-year-old would think hilarious. In dick. <laughs> in dick. Okay, I'm going to let you guys You're take so a vulgar. moment. Do you know what's in dick? What? Come. Ah! Jesus. Your comedy is so low brown. My, my listeners, we went from neuroscience and Marxism, and now yeah. we're talking about ejaculate. Mark was a great guy. Did you meet him? Who? Mark. No, Mark. She's talking about like Marxism. I thought she meant Marxism. No, no, wow. no. You're thinking of circum. Oh. Scissor. <laughs> You've been, you have, you, were you circumcised? Yes. Okay. Because I know in America they circumcise everybody. In, they in England cir- they don't. You right. You're they keep everybody yeah, onion knee. Fishing accident. <laughs> oh, oh, ow. That is just unfortunate. So <laughs> Seems like a quicker way to go, though. You save money on the uh, on the yeah. dude that snips it. The worm got away. Fishing accident. <laughs> so dumb. Gino Bisconti. Yes. And you've been doing comedy also like 20 years? I moved up, I always tell people, uh, I moved up here in 2001, so it's like 18, but I, the first time I got on stage in Wilmington, Delaware, quit bragging, was like 1995, but back then, if you you know, when you first start in some weird, and you, you were, were in 30? Toronto. You were 30 then? I was 26. And did you have a job beforehand? Or I was a like... banker, and then I was a bartender, and I was okay. telling jokes, but if you got on stage back then, three times a month, you're like, I am killing it, I can get on stage three times a night, so... When I moved up here in 2001, that's when I knew I had committed to it. I'm like, I'm doing this. Are you, you know? a generally happy person? Yeah. Find? Yes. Tell her. Okay. Tell her I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm commitment. just saying because I'm. I'm, I'm t- I've always been like this. I'm very happy. I like people. I'm like this. Okay. You don't go home because I've, I've been thinking about again. No, we're getting dark here again. I just thought dark this. Why? Because he drinks in the morning. You <laughs> the drinking in the issue? morning might be a thing, but I mean, I I don't know. I think that it's like certain people when we joke about it. I'm like, is it a problem? And we're joking about it. Makes it seem less of a problem. 
or is there a problem? I don't think there's a problem because I don't drink at night now because I have to. I write a sports sheet. So it's just an hour. It's a it's a sunlight day, daylight savings time issue. If what no, he my you if no one brings, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> if no one brings booze into our show. I right. won't sit there and drink. I'll drink my coffee. I'll have my water. And you will moan about how there's no booze. But I, I'll bitch How like, long has it been? Like, what was the longest stretch you went without drinking? The last time I went a long stretch without drinking was like, I did 50 days, but that was like three or four years ago. But like, I'll take a week off and I'll go to like Utah and I'll take okay. a week off from drinking. Okay. And then how do you feel when you take that week off? Shaky. Yeah. <laughs> First Depressed. Couple, not going to lie to you. Lost. Not going to lie to you. First couple days are kind of rough. Cuddy. Uh, well, I want to yeah, cut exactly. myself. Cuddy? Cuddy yeah, isn't yeah. a word. Cuddy. Um, but okay. I, but I'm a firm believer. Like, look, I, look I'm, I'll have a drink in the morning. I'll have as many as you want, and I'm fine. But it's like, I don't need, I'll sit at home alone in my apartment, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, I got to get work done. I won't be like, God damn it, I need a drink. And I have whiskey in there. I do. I'm Somewhere. sure you do. I did not doubt for a moment. You've got to tell me where you, you hit it. Remember, milk. Berg, how I said, no matter how much I beg, you've <laughs> got to tell me where you hit it. No. So you Okay, so there's no problem. And we're not going to... Okay. I don't think there is, but I'm not... Look, I know what I'm like, and like I like a drink in the morning if, if I'm hanging out with friends. <laughs> of course, why I don't, not over There's brunch. never been a time when I'm home in my apartment drinking alone. I can, so honestly can say that. So as long as it's social, you think it's okay. I really like people. I really like to have a beverage. I, a and beverage. Me, now it's downgrade to a yeah. beverage. And there are times... Watch this. This this will put it in a nutshell. There are times I used to bartend, and People are like, let's do a shot. I'm like, I'm not drinking. And they'd be like, oh, what happened? And I would get very vindictive. Right. And I would be like, nothing. I'm not you. I didn't hit a woman. I didn't wreck a car. Oh, I didn't the, get into a fight. you hung out with? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry that you suck at drinking and you make it bad for other people. I'm like, when I get drunk, I make bad decisions that affect me. I might eat a cheesesteak at three in the morning while I'm that passing out. That sounds like out. a very good decision. Yeah. Though. I like cheesesteaks. But, but I won't do anything. But have you been dry, ever driven when you were drunk? Not in days. No, but okay. That's something you got to fucking watch no, out for. Because that makes me angry. No, in all honesty, I did in college. And I, I look back like, thank God I got away with that. Because with my yeah, luck, that shit's scary. I honestly I like believe that. I would kill someone yeah, and live. And that's have, what I'm saying. But that's, like, yeah. I'll go out in the city. And they'll be like, hey, let's grab a drink. And it's like having a kid. Because I'll have come back from a gig in Jersey, some fire hall. And I'll say, hey. Can't drink tonight. I got my car. Okay. Okay. I, so you're somewhat of a responsible adult. I think so. You're Who telling knows? yourself that you don't have an issue and you're fine. And you're, if your liver has I'm not said otherwise yet. I'm because I'm so happy. Okay. And have you ever been married? No. No. And long-term relationships? I've ruined a couple of them. You've ruined a couple. And I'm yeah. sure the alcohol has nothing to do with that. No. Okay. No, okay, no, fine. No. We're not, I'm not demonizing the alcohol. Apparently alcohol is okay in this situation. Alcohol might have a little too. She's like, you're drunk all the time. I can't have it, but I've got a lot to celebrate. I drink in the morning. <laughs> Lady, yeah. what's the problem? Eat I your found, eggs. Hey, I found a wine that goes really good with pancakes. Let's oh. celebrate. No? Yeah, yeah maybe nice rosé. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want, like, a relationship and kids and stuff? Or is that like, you know what, I'm a comic, I'm destined to this life, I'm going to be one of those, you know. I think everything in my life, like, works out. You That's know, nice, very zen. It is, and, I like, everything, I, I, I think you have to believe no matter what you, you, if you live like this and be like, whatever I did in my life, no matter how dumb or how smart, whatever, it put me right here right now. And if you live in the moment be like, this is great, yeah. Then you just realize whatever you do next will lead you to the next thing. So if I wind up with someone, sure, could okay. work out. But right now, you know, I, like I spent the last like six, seven years just focused. After I got out of my last relationship, I'm, okay. like, I'm like, look. And she's like, I can't do this anymore because she, I think there's a lot of comedians who are doing far better than me in comedy or were back then. And they're like, and they were with women that are like, oh, you have to quit this comedy thing. It's not working out. But the girl that broke up with me was like, 
you're never going to quit this. She knew. She's like, right. She's well, like, why would I, you want someone to quit it? But that was that's the what thing. gives them their love. You're dating a fucking comic. So yeah. she walked away. She's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. And I respected that. Why? Because you were on the road a lot. Just because you're I, drinking at nine fucking a.m. Lived in his car with her. Yeah, Come exactly. On. So three for three. You in guys want to keep playing this no, game? No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, why? Why was it? Uh, you were on the road? Is that what it was? It a wasn't lifestyle? that I was on the road. It was just that I was like, you know, I was just doing the stand-up, doing the spots, living hand-to-mouth, just working, just yeah, worried yeah. She more wanted about... someone like, she wanted an accountant. Yeah, she wanted... She some... wanted like a finance bro. I believe one of the last fights we have was I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and go get a desk job. A desk, you make it sound like syphilis. <laughs> I'd had one. Yeah. You ever oh, you had, had a desk syphilis? job? We went, oh, syphilis. I thought the syphilis, I know, I was like... <laughs> no, a desk job! Oh. No, because we talked about I'd rather Aaron's have chlamydia, mm-hmm. which burns. Did you put Clearasil on it? Yeah. Oh, Clearasil. I forgot. Does that product still exist? Clears it up. Clearasil. I love that. Clearasil. It's like Windex if for your, your dick. If dick burns, put it in it. <laughs> Clearasil. It's indicative. Um, well, I like your approach to life. It, it, it sounds um, It sounds like I've sensed that you were, um, you're not living in denial. I would say most people I know, you know, if they talk to me with this energy, like, I'm good. I'm great. Don't right. have a problem. I'd be like, they're living down. You actually seem like you're kind of aware and you're kind of happy where you are. Well, in my defense, and I said this earlier, I'm 50. At 50, I have had more reps at this than a lot of younger people. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Fair yes, enough. Yes, when I was 30, I was probably like, oh, <laughs> crap. Yeah, you would have yeah. been one close. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I look at stand-ups as lovely but damaged people, like all artists, mm-hmm. right? And I think that even more so because... And I think that what's her name talked about this. Hannah Gadsby. Do you guys see her show that Nanette show that people yeah. kept talking it's about? It's an embarrassment, but go on. Just oh, my really? Aaron, Aaron got silent. Are you napping now? I feel like you got really tired. I didn't really watch it. Okay, no, but suddenly the yeah. energy got it's like a vacuum. It's all nap of a time and half an hour. Uh, like apparently the, the the thing is going down and the hand leaning on. There we go. Hang Stretch on. it out. There we go. Stretching out the face. Stretch it she out. just had therapy. That's got to be exhausting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have mo- to ask my parents if they're proud of me. Is that right. what they said? Yeah. Oh. Is there therapy's emotionally exhausting, I would imagine, right? No. I've been in therapy oh, forever. It depends on the therapist. But my point is that a lot of comics bear their, you know, bear all and put their emotional baggage out there, which is a service I feel like you're doing. That's the real gift, I think, that comics do for society and mm-hmm. artists in general. But comics are really vulnerable in a way that actors are not, because actors are still playing a character. But when comics are really revelatory and really kind of revealing their shit on stage. They make light of it, but at the end of the day, they're still going back home and they're living with it. Sure. And that's why it's so sad, all these people, the suicide, like Brody, who I met years ago, yeah. who talked openly about it and it had humor about it, but he was still had. And that's why everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. Because sometimes making fun of it misleads people to think that it's lighter right. than it is. And so it's that weird dance that you do. I think that's the real service that comes. I mean, not a, it's tragic that we're all, you know. But it always seems like the people that really do it, and I'm sorry to sound like a you don't see it coming with a lot of them. The ones that always talk about it, you know, and do these, you know. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been uh, with those, you know, with those people. Sometimes I read, I read that one woman just didn't, nobody had any idea. It's I'm always like, that. Has there ever been someone that, I mean, someone recently or? Well, Brody, I think people yeah, knew Brody he was suffering from severe bipolar, really? or, bipolar yeah. or depression. I don't know what it me was. That it wasn't. I didn't See, know that. It wasn't a surprise. No, I just spit in the mic. I'm sorry. Nice. I don't know what. It's just the, the black <laughs> and white cookies. You got your cookie all wrapped up yeah, to give to the I, dogs I, after? I, no, I eat it later. I, well, I, 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 I was put it in increments. It. See, I'm trying to protect from nice. the uh, chlamydia that might have <laughs> yeah. penetrated the, uh, the the goods, the baked goods. It was right through the plastic. Have you ever been vulnerable on stage? Are you kind of just yeah? In what way? I had a big fight with my wife one night and took a suitcase and went into the city and I had to stay in the city and I went on stage and talked about it. 
Are you talking? So it wasn't like a humorous set. You just kind of talked to the audience, or but, was it? But I mean, I'm funny, so okay. even if I'm sad, it's still funny. And did it help you process it, or did it not? That's what I'm curious. Just yes, for your own the emotion I went through, my therapist would call choke. Uh, <laughs> that's not an emotion. That's a verb. You get so angry that right. you choke them. Try another emotion. Uh, yell? No, no, no. That's another response to anger. You're yelling. It's a verb again. Leave house. No, no. Again, <laughs> that's walking out of a relationship because you've given up. So, no, these are not emotions. Pull away in car while wife holds back door. <laughs> again, this there is very go. descriptive. That sounds nice. That's nice of her, actually, though. But what happened when you went on stage? Like, what, uh... I, I was just honest about uh, what was happening, and I said I had a fight with my wife, and blah blah blah, and uh, I forget. But yeah, I've been vulnerable. I talked about you know been vulnerable sexuality on stage, the time that I masturbated in front of men for money. So yeah, I'm vulnerable. All right, <laughs> sure. Have you been with a man ever? Uh, no, blew a dude when I was twelve. What? But I okay. Never <laughs> talked about it. That's it. That was the experimenting. You ever been with a guy? <laughs> I've um. I've been with many, many, many men. Many. 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 Hundreds. Yeah, probably. Nice. Not hundred, probably. I mean, I lost count. Yeah. At some point, you stop counting. Yeah. What's the point? What, am I keeping six. a log? Once I got to four hundred, I stopped counting. You what? think about four hundred? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, right? It's not hard. No, it's not. Well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's too difficult. No, but I think about it. I mean, how many women? You know what I mean? Like twenty a year or something. You rack them up, then yeah. it gets there, right? Yep. But doesn't it goes in bunches? Like I have streaks, and then I go cold streaks and cold. Yeah, and then you make up for lost time. Yeah, you do. You do. But you have intimate sex now. Yeah, and like this. A lot of the eye weird <laughs> eye, no blinking that's either. A, that's like you're both possessed by Satan. Yeah, that's that's disturbing what you're doing yeah, right now. Yeah, just flip her around. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to deal with that. I do shit. that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. do that. She's got the problem with the lower disc in her back. So what? Oh, okay. So you got to accommodate for I, for I positioning poke it from behind. To go. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> I'm sure that's delightful. Yeah. Was she with a lot of men before too? Yeah. What? <laughs> Probably not as not as many. Not as many as you. Okay. But she doesn't mind. She's accepted that side of you. She's well, not. What's she gonna do? She's fucking. Mm-hmm. You got a fucking love machine. You got a fucking. You're right. Uh, yeah. Experience. Got to rack it up. Yeah. You're yeah. right. <laughs> That's very poetic. I yeah. like what you said there. You got a fucking love machine. You got to accept. Deal the with batteries. the batteries. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means, but it, it's really beautiful. It's so wrong. I don't know. When right. you're 50, take it from a 50 year old who has dated his share of girls in their 20s. There, there's a reason they're dating someone that much older, and they they may have a couple issues and attention things they want to grab. And right, such. right. Well, of course, we're all trying to work out daddy shit. Yeah, yeah. I usually, yeah, I tried to um, work out my daddy shit with different phases of my daddy's life. You know what I mean? So I date a 20 year old as a daddy. Yeah. 40, 60, kick it up to 80. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then old. like, well, yeah, but because it's the future already. Like right. my dad, you know what I mean? Like what would he be? So right. I'm trying to foresee the daddy issues in 20 years. Yeah. And ah, just kind of, yeah. so you know what I mean, work yeah. through it out. How's you're getting goes? ahead of it. I am getting ahead of it. Yeah. Ahead of the curve. It's great. <laughs> Sleeping with older, 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 older men yeah. has its advantages. <laughs> It's kind of a combines like a sexuality with a caretaking. Do sometimes when a man's about to finish, does he go, oh, yeah, Joe Dirt? Does he yell that? Because <laughs> the hair. Yeah. I get it. I, yeah. I loved it. I'm right here. I usually just have to change the catheter at that point. Yeah. So that's when that kicks in. Time to squeezy, squeezy, pop, pop. Um, you, so you, you go to AA meetings? I went to one. So you got off the alcohol without any of that white recovery stuff? White knuckled it. White knuckled it. You white knuckled it. it. Yeah. And do you feel like it would have been easier with the AA? Just it didn't resonate with you. I don't know. I, I quit drinking and smoking cigarettes the same day. 
I didn't know no, that. No patch, no nothing. No, it was And did horrible. your body like convulse? Oh, yeah, I, shut down. I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I why did you leave do that my to yourself? For about three Were weeks. you punishing yourself or something? No, some I way? just wanted to stop. And it, I just felt like mentally that was the best way to do it was to just stop. I had to cancel a road gig that I, I could not leave my house. My body had shut down. Good for so you, badly. though. That's wow. fucking amazing. I got to tell you. I guess. I don't recommend it to other no. people because that can send you to some dark shit. But yeah. that's, I didn't know that part. I didn't know you quit cigarettes. But that aside, I didn't know, like, it was so dark you canceled a road gig. It that's, wasn't dark. No, it just, but my body, body shut is down. like, it was yeah. Like, but I mean, like, how much were like you drinking weeks? before? Like, daily? Three bottles of wine a day. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wine, though. You're keeping it classy. Yeah, sometimes shots, sometimes beer. Oh, okay. You know, beer so you mixed it up. We used to go out right. drinking when I first started hanging out with him. And look what happened. Yeah, yeah married yeah. and making ba- babies. He's yeah. doing Irish great. babies. Gorgeous little baby. Yeah, very beautiful. Yeah. Very yeah, beautiful girl. And this guy fucking dodging gunfire to get back to his apartment. <laughs> yeah, where do you live? 104th and 1st. You should stop by sometime, Aaron. What I'll is 104th and 1st? It's like Nike the river. It's the haircut. middle of the East yeah. River. Yeah. Um, it's actually, I love where I live. It's it's fantastic. Okay, I love your energy. You know, it's interesting. I balance people. I usually have such a manic energy. People think I'm coked up even though I've never done the stuff. Mm-hmm. Then but why am I, I have, hanging out with yeah, her? Yeah, but when I have this guy <laughs> on who's like, you know what I mean? All wire like Tasmanian devil. I mellow out. Yeah. And then you're about to fucking drool on the table. You're yeah. so tired. I can't wait to get home. Yeah, that sleep. I'm like finding myself in the middle here. Very he, maternal. I feel yeah. like I want to take care of both of you. That's Thank what's you. coming out to me. And I'm not a very maternal figure with my kids. I'd like some brisket. But it's... D- I'm not a Jewish mom. I don't but, think I do the brisket. Oh, I, can, okay. I can barbecue for you. But All you're right. totally coming down now. You did our podcast. You did therapy. You did another podcast. Like, that's the weird yeah. thing. I'm still getting used to this schedule. Okay. Th- that's me talking, yes. not his energy. From Disco like, naps are the best, though. I usually yeah. flick my bean and then fall asleep nicely. Oh, yeah, you gotta. What's a bean? <laughs> it's the pre-steroidal oh, clit. The, you know what I mean? The winter clothing line. <laughs> LL? You think, no, no. You're thinking of LL, not flick the. I'm not watching the... a movie on Netflix called The Dirt about Motley Crue. Oh, no. I started. I saw the trailer for what that. What a piece Nikki of shit. Nikki Six. I didn't have what? a desire to see it's it. It's like happened? a horrible movie of the week yeah, that somehow like Netflix picked up. Netflix and I'm watching picks up it. a lot of shit. I'm watching it in three installments because I can't sit through the whole thing. <laughs> okay, so, that's hilarious. Today I'm going to watch the end of it, but what a piece of garbage I'm glad you're is. promoting it. You guys got to see Broadchurch. Fucking What's that? Brit- British murder series. Really? It's like The Wire, but like in Wales. No, it's well, good, but no drugs. Whoopsie, but you're just... dead. Oh, no. <laughs> I've murdered you. Oh, God, no. We've got to go clean the chimney now. You're dead. It's oh, all... you're still dead. Chips and gravy. So you've seen it. It sounds like you've seen it. You look like you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Like... I'm, I'm a, a hard-working man. I'm a cockney person. It sounds like you've seen it. You're it's not dead. Wales. It's not Wales. You're not talking yeah. about Wales, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you dead now. I've got a deeper voice. I'm going to fight Oh, wow. Down. That's like Michael Caine on steroids. Uh, uh, I like that. I'm Michael Caine. I'm, uh, blame it on Rio. Oh, hello. <laughs> How God, old no. are you that that's the one you pulled? Blame it there on fucking Rio. Movie. You know what other movies? He's been in all of them, and you pulled out Blame It on Rio. I'm, I'm Michael Caine, and that's Steve Martin. Now you sound like Idris Elba doing <laughs> Michael Caine. I'm, I'm, I'm Idris Elba. I'm James Bond, but black. Hello, governor. Uh, where can we see you guys next? What, you guys uh, performing? That's what soon? you end on. I just I, spit on you. I'm sorry, buddy. 
May 5th, In Hot Water Live in Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Can I do that? Can I be a guest on that? If you come out, you can be a if guest you come on out, that. You can okay, I come yeah. out to Cleveland. It's a <laughs> fucking shithole, but I do it. I've never been there. I'm oh, it's excited. an armpit. Yeah. I'm, it's an armpit. And all the landlocked areas, there's something dark about that. You really? know what I mean? Like, where are you going to go? Yeah. It's, there's always some claustrophobic about it. We're going to fly in early, go see an Indians game, and then do two shows, and then fly oh, back. Oh, that's fun. Monday Let's get morning. Odell Beckham Jr. on the show. He's there now. I wish I knew who that was. He's a football player that just signed with the Browns. It's I'm so sorry. I don't watch. I'm still confused by football. People assume that I like football for some fucking reason. I'm like, why does this imply football fame? You look more NASCAR and incest. I do like NASCAR. Incest, not yet. That feels like a later period in my life. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to graduate to that. Yeah. Do you mind? I have the balls of the used tissues that carry around with me. I take it as a unit. I have the balls of an old man. Yeah. Well, balls always look like they belong to an old man. Show me a young man's balls. I don't actually. Look at these that I have in my pocket. I don't, why are you <laughs> These are six-year-olds. I don't want to see them. Yeah. Anyway, um, you guys are adorable. You're wearing matching hoodies, which I thought was cute. Bet the SI and... And you have what? You get that out of a cereal box? What is that necklace? Dude, they... Oh, this is just a Charger necklace a fan sent. It's like oh, eight it's bucks. Cute. That's cute, though. I like that. Yeah, I like I wear that. A lot of, he like, says the word fan a lot because he feels like he's important. I can't let people know that I bought it for myself. <laughs> a fan sent me this. <laughs> a fan made this This shirt. pair of women's underwear. <laughs> no, they don't send those. His they name don't. was Steve. Yeah. Uh, I love you guys. This you can great. come back anytime. You go take that fucking nap because I'm already like feeling Well, it's going to take me an hour to get home. Oh, you make, make me feel guilty? I feel guilty no. about that? No. I or you could come time. drinking with me. No, are you really going to go drink it I'm going to go meet my buddy Bill Schultz, who is also on the network. And, so, uh, yeah, he's going to go drink. Go oh, grab a beverage. A beverage. Supposed to meet my ex, but she never got back. She's never getting back. I wonder why. <laughs> Relationship tips with Gino Bisconti. Yeah. Um, Aaron Berg, Gino Bisconti. Uh, is there a website for the show or just go watch the show? Compoundmedia.com. Free every Monday. And you can subscribe it with the code COMPOUND20 when you get to the site. Uh, stay tuned. Our next live show is at Stand Up New York, April 9th. I have Von DiCarlo, Joel Nicole Johnson, Giannis Pappas, and um, and someone else who I can't fucking remember. Okay, I'll remember. Oh, Jared Free. Jared fucking Free. Jared fucking Free. That Boston have, piece of shit. Yeah, I'll have Jared Free on and a mystery guest, uh, possibly the head of the, the, the food writer from the New York Times. What? Yeah, Ooh. which is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. That's April 9th at Stand Up New York. Go to www.xraepod.com. This is Raylan Casper-White signing off. <laughs>